Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for listening to Toronto Today, catching up with us on Wednesday, August the 10th. So we talked to the president of the Ontario Nurses Association, Catherine Hoy. I wanted to know how she felt about the tone. It's one thing politicians are going to say what they need to say and, you know, push legislation through that they have backed and they believe in. But what about the tone and the shift? If there is one from Christine Elliott as health minister to Sylvia Jones as health minister. And I think an important question also unvaccinated nurses and doctors. What do we do? What do we do? Um, Maybe our opinions have evolved. Maybe yours have always stayed the same. Maybe you felt one way and now you feel another, but maybe you don't. What does she feel about it? We've got nurses and doctors ready to work, don't we? And don't we need them? The international nurses and the waiting and the training, does that only go so far? I want to ask her these questions, and we did that. So here it is. Nursing shortage. We got it. And I get that it's a a, a global phenomenon. There's a lot of things causing a nursing shortage in a lot of countries. There's three things I thought about last night. I jotted them down. We got an aging population. We know that. Okay. We live longer also. Did you know that the, uh, you know, when I was born, early 70s, average age, average life expectancy in Canada was closer to 71 years of age. Now it's 82. By the way, that's only going to go up. That's technology. That is better living. I know we worry about crises, obesity, people drinking. It doesn't matter for the majority of people. Those are things that can end your life earlier. But we've got better technology, better uh, you know, means of, of extending life. They figure, the UN figures, by 2050. So we're talking 28 years from now. That life expectancy goes to 86.53. So aging population. We've got an aging workforce and a limited supply of new nurses. Okay, So more people, on average, are senior citizens than used to be. Okay, That's... Like, that's great if you're a senior citizen. You get to live longer. You got more to do, more golden years, and on and on. Um, it's rough for the rest of us because we pay for you. You see how that works? And I'm panicked about it when I'm a senior citizen, okay? So these things do matter. I want to play you something yesterday in the micro as opposed to the macro from uh, two days ago from Sylvia Jones, the health minister. Here's what she said when questioned as to the current state of health care in our hospitals. It disturbs me, as I'm sure it does many, when they find that their local hospital has to close for four hours, a shift, a period of time. But to suggest that it is in crisis is completely inappropriate. That We have what we have in Ontario, what we are seeing internationally, and that is a shortage of healthcare workers. Yeah, don't care about internationally. I've said that before, and it's sorry. It's very appropriate to start having, uh, as I call them, big boy and big girl conversations about where we need healthcare to go. We have to have them. Catherine Hoyes, president of the Ontario Nurses Association. I I don't know where you stand. Catherine, thanks so much for, for joining me on Sylvia Jones. I can't tell if some of what irritates me is the tone, and I can't tell if some of it's the practicality. We didn't play the clip of her saying, well, we're, we're, we're struggling so much because all these healthcare workers, and I'm paraphrasing, are taking vacations right now. I'm like, A, if, you're, if your system's collapsing because of vacations, you got a problem with the system. And the second thing is, I, I just, the tone of that just land, I know it landed the wrong way with a lot of nurses and a lot of doctors too. Yeah, well, thank you, first of all, for inviting me. I appreciate it. And um, it landed uh, wrong with me. It really did. I found it to be very insulting, um, degrading, disrespectful. And you are right. If nurses can't take a vacation, then we have a big problem. But, you know, in a lot of departments, 
They only let one or two nurses off on vacation at a time. So even to suggest that this is a vacation problem, it's very obvious to me that she does not know her portfolio. And healthcare is such an important portfolio. Um, it, you know, it leads me to believe what is ahead of us. Is, what is ahead of us? Is the tone already? These are early days for her portfolio. I'm going to ask this. Is the tone already concerning to a level that you didn't have with Christine Elliott? You're going to disagree on policy, but you've got practicality of somebody who uh, who just knew the system. And, and there's a there's a tone and a temerity that that has to exist in professional negotiations. How do you view the difference in tone between the two women? Uh, well, the tone, uh, I will admit, was terrible. Um, and with Christine Elliott, I met with her uh, several times. She was very respectful. She did ask um, appropriate questions and wanted to have a conversation. I've yet to have a conversation mm. with the minister. Uh, it is next week, uh, finally. But you would think if you are a new minister and you're in a crisis, that your first thing would be to address health care, not to be out across the province doing visits. Health care is the most important issue right now facing the people of Ontario. Because this is what healthcare workers are telling me. And I'm sure, hell, you're a lot more dialed in than I am. They're saying to me, we're not sure this person recognizes the crisis. And that's as concerning as if you're pretending it doesn't exist is concerning. Not knowing it exists is more concerning in a way. Well, I have to agree with you. I don't think she truly understands the seriousness of the crisis. And uh, to think that closing a eMERGE department for uh, four hours isn't concerning is, is unbelievable. Just think that if there was a trauma and your local eMERGE was closed for that four-hour period and you have to be offloaded somewhere else, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's no ambulances out on the streets. We saw that last weekend in the Durham region area because they were all in emerges waiting to offload patients. Can you imagine? So you don't have an ambulance in your area because they've gone somewhere else. You've had a trauma. You have mm -hmm. no um, emerge room open. What do you do? You have to put your loved one in a vehicle and and uh, Google the next nearest hospital that might be opened. Like, this is getting ridiculous. If that part's ridiculous. Catherine Hoyce joining us, President of the Ontario Nurse Association. If they scrap Bill 124 today, I know that's wishful thinking. If they scrap Bill 124 today, does that change much? I hear nurses that are taking jobs at it's, it's not Costco, Boston Pizza. It isn't all about money. Money matters. Money makes, I, I've said it before in teaching, wonderful salary. You know, our teachers work hard. Our men and women work hard. They get summers off, get a pension, get a good salary. They wouldn't teach for $22 an hour. They wouldn't teach for $25 an hour. It's not just about money, is it? No, it's about, the bill really speaks about respect and the fact that, um, they appear to have dug their heels in and they will not repeal it. 
Uh, repealing will open up our last two collective agreements to negotiate. But what repealing Bill 124 is actually, you know, kind of like that light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, the government is going to listen uh, to us and now we're going to work ahead. It's the same with if you remember back, they gave the government gave all the PSWs a $3 an hour right. wage increase. But they didn't do that for the RPNs or the RNs or any of the other healthcare professionals. And so really what that did was it really closed that wage gap between all those different sectors. So mm. for the RPN, some of them were making 50 cents more an hour or, or mm. on par. And for RNs, you know, after four years of university, they had there was that $3 wage gap that had closed in. So that needs to be rectified too. There's a lot of things, uh, respect and, you know, and, it's a male, we're a female dominated profession and mm. we're all about equity and inclusion. And yet they're taking female dominated professions out of, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, they're attacking them. It, it's ridiculous. We've seen construction in what the last six months get a $3 mm. an hour increase over uh, three years. So $9 over three years. It's, it's just mm. It's, it's disrespectful, but it will be that light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. But there still will be there still will be a fight going on because we have to get people back. Um, the international nurses are just a piece of it, yeah. Because that's not going to succeed I, if I, you don't have nurses to support them. I only got a minute left, and know you hear from these people, and I want to have a longer macro conversation about this. I hope later in the month with you. Um, but I'm out of time. I got a minute left. The mandates. Um, I'm sure you hear from doctors and nurses who didn't get vaccinated or only got vaccinated once. What do we do here? Can we, I, Dr. Isaac Bolger said even in January, we've got to have honest conversations about whether we bring these people back. I'll tell you, Catherine, if I go to an emergency room, I've got my three shots. I've got my mask if I want to wear it. I don't care who's treating me. I don't care how many shots they have. I think a lot of the public feels this way. What do we do? We got a different world than we had a year ago at this time. I think we can concur on that with um, with the, with the vaccines and with the with the virus. What do we do? Well, the employers impose these penalties and the employers need to have these conversations and uh, um, make an informed and educated decision, which they don't appear to be doing that. I'm frustrated with the Niagara healthcare system that um, mm. kept all these nurses without the vaccines through the thick and thin of it all. And then, you know, and they, then they turned around and fired them all or terminated them all. That is just wrong. If you have a policy stand behind it, don't use it to serve yourself and then treat other people wrong. Do you hope they'll bring them back now? Like deep into uh, 2022? Yes, yes, yeah. If science supports it, mm. and um, yes, we need we do need nurses, and the hos for hospitals because we're talking about hospitals, mm. they will need to uh, create a policy, and people yeah. will adhere to it. Nurses are respectful, but that is that's between the uh, employers and. You know, the government need to sit down and get this figured I out. I hear you. Yeah, I know that's not your call. I'm glad you weighed in on it um, for our listeners. Thank you so much for the time. I hope we can have another chat before the end of the month. Really appreciate sure. it. Sure. Thank you very much. Catherine Hoyes, president of the Ontario Nurses Association.